Previously on Myth Tarot Love, we examined the Six of Swords and the Oristia. Today's show will focus on the Seven of Swords and the Trickster Gods and Goddesses. Myth and Tarot Where do the ideas go? Let's talk about stories, swords, and symbols and all of the above Myth, Tarot, Love Welcome to Myth, Tarot, Love, a show about ancient stories and new-aged wisdom. I'm Biddy, your expert in classics. And I'm Rose, your resident tarot practitioner. Welcome back, everybody. Hello, everyone. Mm. Hopefully the weather is nice wherever you are. It is not here. <laughs> well, it's warmer. It's nice and warm and humid. Yeah. And sticky. Blah. I like it better than ice and cold. Yes, for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, we're talking about the Seven of Swords. Mm-hmm. It is... A, an interesting card. It has some of the it has some similarities with the Five of Swords, but um, the emphasis really in this card is deception. Mm. So there, we'll we'll talk about uh, the three meanings of this card, actually, and um, when it normally appears, at least in my own readings for people. So the first meaning is that of being a trickster. Mm. So let's, that's who this dude here that's is. What, that's what this character is. So let's describe the, this character because uh, very prominently you have this tr- trickster kind of character who's front and center of this card. The card has a lot of yellow in it. Mm-hmm. Um, yellow is the background and the ground. Um, yellow is a very vibrant and energetic color. Um, however, it looks like the person is kind of tiptoeing. Yeah. He's on his tiptoes, which means he's being quiet, and he's carrying with him five swords. Yep. And which heavy is Heavy and sharp. <laughs> heavy and sharp. He's ho- he's holding them by the ends, by mm-hmm. those the actual sword ends instead of by the uh handles. So it's very likely that he's going to be cut. We'll talk about this. Mm-hmm. Um and he has to leave behind two swords just because he can't carry all of them. So is that what he's looking back at? Do you think the swords that he left behind or? I think he might also be looking back towards the camp as well. So behind him, there are a bunch of tents. They are brightly colored tents. Um, I'm not entirely sure what these tents represent, but since there are swords there, I'm imagining it's some sort of uh, military camp. Mm -hmm. Right. And, uh, also in the background, you have kind of some dry land. It's kind of a dry landscape, probably good for war. <laughs> um, it's probably a land that's been well-trodden by horses and a lot of marching feet. Mm-hmm. And in the background, you can very slightly see uh, a group of people that look kind of like they're sitting around smoke. So maybe it's like the end of a fire or something, or maybe the beginnings of a fire, more likely since the sky is yellow. Um, and generally when the sky is yellow, it's kind of like sunset or sunrise. Um, so, all right, so let's just break this down. (laughs) Okay. So you have this man who is carrying all these swords and he's tiptoeing. We can assume that he is stealing these swords. (laughs) Um, and that's where the main, the main, um, theme of this card comes from. This is the thief card, if you will, the thief and, Uh, There's a lot of deception here as well. Um, But the thief is not just any kind of thief. He is very cunning. Um, Normally, he works alone as well. Um, In in this particular, for this particular card, the thief represents kind of a lone thief. Uh, It's very rare that this card will represent 
thievery that's like planned. It's not like Ocean's 8 or whatever that's coming out, right? Um, this is more kind of like a, a, a lone wolf type okay. of person who acts alone. Um, I also think it's interesting that he's stealing from the right side of the card. Oh, like the feature side. Exactly. Mm. And he's kind of tiptoeing towards the left side of the card. Interesting. Um, but his, his head is still tilted towards the right. Um, and I think what's interesting about this is the fact that his crime does not leave him. He's not leaving his crime in the past. He's leaving it in the future. Mm. And I think that's a very, um, I think that's a, that's a very symbolic, like, I, I think there's a lot of symbolism there. Um, when you're leaving, when you make a crime, you're kind of setting yourself up for, for having to deal with it in the future. And that's kind of what the tarot is saying here is that, um, you know, the, and that's the, that's one of the first meanings, if you will, of, of this card is that if you are the thief, <laughs> if you are, if you have gotten away with something, um, by unethical means, mm -hmm. that's normally what this, this card is I representing come back and bite you. It's <laughs> likely to come back and bite you in the future. And that's why he's walking away from his own future. Mm. Um, another thing that this card can represent is an incomplete victory as well. Like he might have, he might feel like he's won, but he still had to leave behind two of the swords. Right. Right. So it's kind of like, oh, you won, but you didn't quite win as much as you wanted to. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's, of course, the another meaning where it could be, uh, it could be represented as being stolen from, right? So it's possible that this card can show up as... Um, like something, someone is stealing something from you? Exactly. Oh, like, okay. So this card, especially if it shows up as an obstacle, mm -hmm. it could represent a thief in your mm -hmm. life. Okay. Right? Um, it could, or like depending, this really depends on, I would say, if other cards are kind of pointing towards... Um, the the seeker in your who, whoever you're reading your tarot for, um, if other cards are kind of pointing towards this possibility, it's it's possible that they are the ones that are the victim of a thief, or someone else's cunning, or someone who is kind of taking advantage of them using unethical means. Mm. Um, so yeah, I I would say that's normally the case if it sh if it shows up side by side with perhaps like a uh, another, like another person card, right? Mm -hmm. So if this card shows up, for example, with the devil card, um, um, yeah, that's very likely that the person's being taken advantage of, um, unless that person, especially if it's the devil card, because that person would either know if they're taking, if they're the ones that are taking advantage of someone else. Mm -hmm. um, it could also show up, like this, this card could, could also show up with um, court cards as well. If if it was trying to identify who the thief oh, was in their life, yeah. Um, so, for example, I'm just gonna throw an like let's call the King of Cups, mm -hmm. right? Um, so let's say there this card shows up with the King of Cups, and the King of Cups uh, is like the is your obstacle, and this card shows up as your future, mm -hmm. right? It's probably telling you that. The king, the person who represents the king of cups in your life, is likely to be the one who is kind of causing that issue. Interesting. <laughs> so that's kind of an example. It it depends on what the person's question was as well. Yeah. But so these this is kind of something to look out for, mm -hmm. right? Um, however, normally this card shows up for the person who is the thief, mm. um, or it has one third meaning, which is uh, that of indecision. 
Okay, and right. how, what is that? So that's actually the most common time I see this card mm -hmm. is because a lot of times people will ask a question, and I don't necessarily know what that question is that they've asked. Mm -hmm. um, I like to do tarot readings where people will tell me what their question is or they won't tell me what their question is, and it... And I like both of I like doing both cases because I find it um, it it gives kind of a different perspective. And sometimes people don't really want to share um, mm -hmm. what they're going through; they just want to get the perspective of the tarot. And uh, being a tarot reader, I respect that. And you know, sometimes it's really helpful for them, um, and it's also helpful for me as the reader because I'm not putting in any of my own input. I'm just right. reading the cards as much as possible, right? Mm -hmm. um, so. If this card shows up for a person who's undecided, that's because uh, the card represents kind of an imbalance between someone's goals and the means by which they're trying to reach those goals. Mm -hmm. So they might feel like what they're doing is kind of um, unethical. They might feel like it's unethical or they're trying to justify its um, it being ethical for themselves and they're not they, they don't have their whole heart in what it is they're trying to do. Um, so it's that kind of indecision. There's, there's other cards to show indecision. Um, in this case, the indecision would, would come from, uh, the method not necessarily matching what it is they want to do. Like, uh, they can also be feeling like they're being pressured into doing something that they don't want to do. And that's when this card will show up as well. Interesting. Normally it'll show up as the answer. I've, Ooh, I've actually seen this card really? show up as an answer or a conclusion a lot. <laughs> Um, so if it's kind of like one of those, um, you, you got to rethink your goals kind of card. Oh, okay. That's kind if of, it comes up as your answer. Your yeah. If, if it comes up as your answer, it can mean other things depending on what the question was, of course, mm -hmm. but, um, it can definitely mean that. So I, especially if this person hasn't told you what their, their question is, mm -hmm. I would recommend telling them all three of these interpretations. So you say, okay, either this card is representing you as being a trickster, it's representing you being tricked, or it's representing you being undecided of your method and, and how your method is reaching your goals and mm -hmm. kind of talk about those symbols a little bit. Okay, so let's talk a little bit more about the trickster as well. Um, so one of the main things that I think is really interesting about this card is the fact that he is stealing from a military camp, <laughs> right? Swords <laughs> he's from a military he's camp. He's stealing the swords from a military camp, right? <laughs> um, so, like, a military camp obviously has some people in it <laughs> that are very capable of defending themselves <laughs> and very capable of uh, violent retribution, mm -hmm. if you will. Um, so stealing from a military camp is kind of like stealing from the people who are most capable to get, <laughs> to get back at you. Yeah. <laughs> um, not and the best plan, maybe it's not the best plan. And on top of that, you're not, he's not even able to steal all of the swords. Yeah. Right. So there's a, there's definitely a lot of cunning involved in here because, um, you know, he had to have watched the camp to wait for a time when the pe like, uh, when the people weren't in their tents and they were out planning um, or it looks like they're around smoke. So it's possible that they're, they're returning from some sort of uh, victory. Right. But you know uh, yeah. So he's, he's obviously done, had some cunning and there's definitely a lot of um, a lot of arrogance. And that's kind of where I said the similarities come in from the, the five of swords as well. So mm -hmm. this character is equally arrogant and he has to be in order to, 
you know, go through with this undertaking (laughs) of stealing the swords. But uh, once again, I want to stress that the camp and the, the swords he's leaving behind are on the right side of the card, which means that he is essentially setting himself up for some sort of uh, attack in the future. So for the the person who is the trickster, if this card shows up, it's very likely that the tarot is saying, hey, um, karma hasn't forgotten about you. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, karma is a, is a very, um, I'm going to say it's a prominent theme in a lot of cards, especially in the Major Arcana, if mm-hmm. you remember back when oh, we yeah, were talking always. about justice and the wheel. Um and judgment finally came was the the action of of karma. Mm-hmm. So if any of those cards are coming in with this card as well, then you know, you know that person has to watch out. <laughs> and that those are all very much warning signs of saying, "Hey, you know, you might want to try and ease things over mm-hmm. as much as possible." <laughs> but because the damage has already been done, yeah. Okay, so we're talking about tricksters um, today. We are. (laughs) Trickster gods. Yes. And goddesses. Trickster gods and goddesses and some other trickster stories. Um, There are, yeah, there are lots. We actually talked about some on the podcast. So Mm -hmm. if you remember, we talked about Prometheus. He stole fire from Zeus. And so that was definitely trickster in him. Um, Hermes as well. Oh, yeah. Hermes. Isn't he like the god of thieves? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. one (laughs) of the gods, yeah, of thieves, so huge trickster, Um, and most, actually, pantheons do have a trickster god, so Loki is the trickster god of Norse mythology. I've heard of him, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) might might be in a popular movie or two. Yeah. So, yeah, so the ones that I'm going to be talking about today are a little lesser known, so there's not, it's not as much of stories, (laughs) just because they're kind of more minor um, gods and goddesses. Um, another one that we've talked about in the past, but I thought I would bring up is Eris. Uh, if you remember, she's the goddess of strife, discord, and chaos, and she's yeah, kind of the one that started, started the Trojan War, if you want to think about oh, it that way. I guess that's kind of trickstery, yeah. Yeah, because she kind of, you know, she was not, if you guys remember, she wasn't invited to this important wedding, so she got a little pissed off. Oh, so she's the one and that gave the apple. The apple. The apple challenge, which started the whole thing. Exactly. exactly. And she Paris had to, to choose love. Yes. Yeah. Had to choose a woman, so that's kind of, it's not really trickstery, but definitely adding some chaos and mischief <laughs> into into things. Um, she kind of started the whole thing. A little. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, another one um, I wanted to talk about is, I'm going to say this right, Autolycus. So Autolycus is actually, if I don't know, did you ever watch Xena, Warrior Princess? I did. That okay. was like one of my favorite shows. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> and so this character was actually in Xena. Um as it's like a show from the 90s, by the way, if you guys don't know. <laughs> it's so great. It was Lucy Lawless, and it was amazing. It's just this badass woman killing people with swords. Yep. Yeah, and yeah, she was cool. Yeah, highly recommend. Yeah. Um, so, Tolicus is actually a son of Hermes. So oh, that, that makes sense. association. He's not, um, I'd say, I guess more on demigod status. Um, and he's infamous for his trickery, and he was the father of Anticlea, um, who was the mother of Odysseus. Okay, so, I've heard of Odysseus. Heard yeah. of him, heard of him, so that's why I'm like, okay, he. Well, so he is the grandfather 
of Odysseus on his mother's side. I know Odysseus, his great-grandfather, was... Hermes. Hermes. Yeah, so this is, I think, part of why he gets so much help from the gods, is that he does have that ancestry pretty close to him. That's cool, so. yeah, that makes that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, Autolycus um, embodies some of his father's less desirable attributes, <laughs> including his knack for thievery and deception. Um, and he earned this unenviable reputation for thievery and false dealings by stealing his neighbor Sisyphus's cattle. Um, also, again, if you remember with Hermes, he did this to his brother Apollo. Yeah, that was like the first thing he did. Yeah, well, yeah, one of the first <laughs> things he did as a baby, steal some cattle. So his son, like father, like son, did the same. Um, but instead of turning the hoofs around like Hermes did, Autolycus um, made the cattle, turn them invisible to avoid detection. So that was kind of a thing that he could do, is turn mm-hmm. himself or something else that he was stealing invisible. Um, unfortunately, he was outsmarted by the quick-witted and cunning Sisyphus um, because he had previously put a distinctive mark on the cattle's hoofs um, so he could tell that they were his when he came, you know, looking for them. <laughs> right, so he could see, like, the, the tracks and he was able to track them down. Exactly, or not, not really the tracks, but I think he went to... Because they were neighbors, so it kind of went to Autolycus and was like, hey, that's some new cattle there. Can I just take a look at their uh, feet or their hoofs? And oh. it had the mark that he had placed on them. Okay, so it's kind of like uh, when people are trying to find uh, thieves who are making money, they mark the money, mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, another incident of his thievery was actually uh, when he stole the helmet of his grandson, Odysseus. Um, which could also apparently make him invisible. So cool! Didn't just do it to to you know other people to his own family as well. Didn't stop there. So, <laughs> so does like the helmet make you invisible forever? Is it like an invisibility no, helmet? No, I don't think so. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> cool. That'd be kind of neat though. Um, yeah, so that would be Autolycus. Let me just switch this over here. So a goddess that I came across, um, his name is Laverna. So she's actually a Roman goddess of thieves, cheats, and the underworld. And potentially that was where um, her first kind of association was with the underworld in darkness. And that's over time um, could be where the association with, with cheating and thieves comes about. Because, you know, things are happening in the dark. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, like, mucking about in the dark. But also invisibility, Mm -hmm. that's kind of, like, when you're in the dark, you can't see. So it's kind of similar to invisibility. Yeah, kind of, definitely. Um, And, yeah, she was an older um, Italian or Etruscan deity. So um, before, yeah, the Romans kind of adopted some of the Greek pantheon as well. Um, So her name in Latin, which I thought this was interesting, derives from a couple of places, but they all seem quite appropriate. So, latere uh, means to lurk. Uh, Levare is to relieve, lessen, or lighten. So again, like a thief. She's lightening their load. Yeah. How kind of her. Yeah. Or uh, levator, which is literally a thief. Oh, cool. So, so her, is, her name is means thief in kind of three ways. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of neat. Um, not as many stories that I could find too much about her, but she is mentioned in um, Aradia, Gospel of Witches, from a folk- folklorist, Charles Leyland, um, 
who tells this tale and also kind of quotes Virgil, who is a Roman writer. Um, so they say, Among the gods or spirits who were of ancient times, may they be forever, may be ever favorable to us. Among them was a female who was the craftiest and most connivish of them all. She was Laverna. She was a thief and very little known to the other deities who were honest and dignified, for she was rarely in heaven or in the country of the fairies. She was almost always on earth among thieves, pickpockets, and panderers. She lived in the darkness. Cool. I like that. <laughs> yeah, so she's like, so she's lesser known, but she likes it that way. Mm-hmm. That way she can steal from more people. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and apparently she even stole from priests and landowners, and they're like, hey, give me some money, I'll build a temple, and then she just take off with the money. So she's like a con artist. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that too. Yeah. Yep. There's... There's definitely a theme here. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did she ever get like retribution for any of these actions, or was she actually know. able to get away with I, I it? I think she got away with most of them, to be honest. And yeah, it helps not, to be a goddess. Exactly. That's what yeah. I was gonna say. Whereas Atollicus, kind of half god, demigod, didn't really have as much. So the more human you are, the less likely you can get away with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that kind of the I idea? I think so. Yeah. 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 So what? Oh, speaking of Atollicus. Atollicus, did he get, like, in trouble for stealing the person's cattle? He did. Well, I mean, not, like, super bad. Um, more just caught. More just caught. And then Sisyphus gets in trouble later on because he's also kind of cunning and he's the one that kind of tried to trick, um, oh, no. Crap. Can't remember her name. <laughs> um, but, but he's the one, if you know, that um, is the one pushing up the boulder in Hades. And as soon as it gets almost to the top, it rolls down. That sounds like for hell. For eternity. <laughs> yes. That sounds like hell. Exactly. It sounds like that's his own personal hell. Yep. And that's that was his kind of retribution. Or not retribution. Uh, that's a word. Penance. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for, for doing bad things himself. Yeah. Um, another kind of story that actually is kind of more, I think, to do with the Seven of Swords is, oh, sorry, guys, I don't know how that happened. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so it's a spark, it's more of a fable, um, that we get from Sparta, so, and that's why I was thinking, oh, it kind of has to do with the military, which is kind of neat, mm-hmm. um, but it's more to do with their training and their education, so part of the agoge, so, um, training for Spartan boys of certain ages. Um, at one, at a certain age, or at all ages, really, they are given just like a cloak and a pair of shoes, and they're like, "Okay, those are your goods for the year. <laughs> Good luck." Oh, and then they have and to survive. Part of it, they have to survive, so they have to learn how to steal for their food. Like they're given nothing at all, and they have to kind of fend for themselves. Oh, so it's like a stealing culture. It is at that age, yes. Oh my goodness. It's basically to teach them survival. And they have to steal, but they have to get away with stealing. So this one boy um, stole a wolf and kind of put him underneath his cloak. But the... How can wolf, you steal a wolf? Like a little wolf. Oh, okay. Like a little... <laughs> I was like, how would this boy yeah. manage this? <laughs> this would be difficult. <laughs> uh, so he stole, I think, yeah, it must have been like a smaller pup or something. A wolf pup. wolf pup. Put it under his cloak and then obviously is getting like upset and didn't want to be there. Maybe a little bit. Oh, he got a lot bitten. He got his insides. He got completely chewed. Um, all of his insides, and he died. Oh, no. Because he was trying to hide the wolf. Oh, no. Yeah. That sounds awful. Yeah, because you're not also not supposed to show, um, like, you're not, well, yeah, you, 
if if he got caught stealing, mm-hmm. the penalty would be death. Anyway, okay, so, so like, you have like, to what not made him decide get caught. to steal a wolf. Like, <laughs> or is it a coyote? Either way. Either way. He's stealing don't something. Steal, don't steal something that yeah, eats Yeah, steal something people. a little easier. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Like, and, like yeah. even a lion. Like, don't steal, don't steal things that eat people. <laughs> if there's one thing you can take away from this episode, it's to not steal things that will eat you. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and not to steal them by holding them close to your internal Body, organs. Yes. Like, <laughs> and they just chew through you. Yeah. Yeah. This hap- not this, but something kind of in a similar nature. Um, another fable of this boy who I-, I can't remember, maybe he did steal something or something went wrong and he was getting lashed with the mm-hmm. whip. And again, you're not supposed to show any pain, pain or this fear is the or and this is the Spartans, not yeah. supposed to show any of that. Um, and so he was being whipped and then they stopped and then as soon as they pretty much stopped, he dropped dead. <gasps> Because it was just so brutal, but they couldn't tell that it was that bad because, again, he wasn't showing it. Oh, my goodness. Like, how bad it actually was. But they were like, oh, that's a good, that's a good boy. That's a good Spartan boy. So he became revered yeah. for and same kind generations. Of, yeah, and same with this, like, wolf boy almost, too. It's uh, That's actually a story of what almost to do, <laughs> like, a good... Interesting how, yeah. uh, how values can change the mm-hmm. interpretation of a story so much. So, like, you're telling this story, and I'm horrified, yep. right? And I'm like, oh, no, this is why you should show your emotions. And you're, and you're like, actually, this is actually. a story about, uh, like, you know, glorifying the fact that they weren't able, that they weren't showing their emotions. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, similar, but, like, to the seven, but also a completely different side yeah. of it. Culture changes everything. Yeah. Culture changes our entire perspectives of what right and wrong, really, mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes. That's cool. Yep. <laughs> That's why it's cool to keep looking back at the same stories and reflecting yeah. and also paying attention to what how they were interpreted then. And that's what's, yeah, that's what part of what I think is so important when we are looking back at it and learning about them that, you know, it's important for us to relate to them to ourselves because that's what we do, that's nature. But course, it's also yeah. so important to think about it from their perspective and would it have been normal for them or not normal or what were the, what were they getting out of these stories and these fables and, yeah, it, yeah. This is what I try to yeah reiterate to my students a lot. Like, okay, you know, it's not just they didn't just build a wall because it was cool. Like, yeah. tell me why. <laughs> it, <laughs> like, it, go beyond. It didn't just happen. Yeah, because that's it's there now. They just thought it was a cool thing to do. Like, <laughs> or or it's not always just because they wanted to be remembered. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There are mul- multiple reasons for the same thing yeah. happening. So. Yes. Yes. Uh, how are we doing on time? <laughs> Probably pretty good. Oh, actually, no, we're, we're good. Like 26. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. We're doing good. I thought, I'm like, oh, it's going to be so short. So, like, I've I've heard of Puck from The Midsummer Night's Dream, which is uh, a play by Shakespeare. And mm. that's always, like, the first thought that comes mm. to my mind when I think of Trickster. But I thought I always thought he was, like, influenced from Greek... Mythology. I think he isn't he a, a fawn? Yeah, he's like a, fawn. a pan. Yeah, yeah, they're also kind of tricky. They're more. I don't know. I think of them more as just being super <laughs> randy. <laughs> is the word that comes to mind? Randy. <laughs> they like to get little nymphs and yeah. <laughs> but in this particular case, he was well, like he was a fairy, but sometimes oh, he's interpreted so that's as why. yeah. So like the fairy folk are tend. 
They're yes. they're often perceived as tricksters mm-hmm. themselves. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit more about fairies? Oh goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I love fairies, so I think yeah. that's why uh she's bringing them up. I yeah. can talk for days about fairies. <laughs> um yeah, they definitely steal things. <laughs> okay, so are there... Like, there's not enough time There's to not enough time to talk fairies. about them. Yeah, like, there's a lot of different Another types time. of fairies. Maybe we'll talk about fairies yeah. in, in uh, next season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. We have plans. We have plans. <laughs> we are we're not stopping with with the with the tarot. No, not with the set. Not with this. We'll, we'll keep the tarot going for sure. Yes, and I'm really excited to to discuss about how tarot can be applied um, in in different ways as well. Mm. <laughs> uh, like today, we we got to talk about how uh, when we're when you get the seven of swords, how to apply it if you're getting also a court card show up as well, mm. right? Um, and you know, it would be great to talk more about these associations of the cards. But obviously, since there are so many cards, there's a lot of different combinations. Oh, this sounds like a math problem. Oh boy! Next, we, we next stop week. Now. Next week, I'll, I'll have the I'll have the math problem. Oh, okay. How many combinations there are? I'm sure <laughs> there's can millions. Really do that easily. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. There's definitely yeah. a lot. No, it's a counting problem. Yes. <laughs> Data Stats management. problem. Good fun. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, anyways, so thank that is it for this episode. Yes. Thank you so much, as always, for listening. We really appreciate it. And you guys. And we actually have a shout out. To new uh, Patreon supporter. Yay. We love you. Thank you to Paige, our newest Patreon supporter. We really, really appreciate you. You're the best. Thank <laughs> you so much. Yay. And um, if... If there's any uh, ideas that we mentioned today um, that you would like to hear more of, please tell us in a comment or a review. Mm. Even mm-hmm. that would be great. Yes, we would love to get some more iTunes reviews. Just two more. We just need two more, and then you guys will see the ratings. <laughs> Yay! Because <laughs> that's how it works, apparently. Apparently, good times. Good times with technology. Yes. Okay. okay. Yes. There is. So our uh, our final words for today. Come from the American Tarot Association, and they are for the seeker who is undecided. Okay. So, uh, here we go. If you have, sorry, to read it. <laughs> if you have to compromise your values in order to achieve your goals, in order to achieve the goals that you have set, you should either revise your ethics or reevaluate your goals. But probably the latter. Myth. Where do the ideas go? Let's talk about stories, swords, and symbols, and all of the above. Myth, tarot, life.